want you to get with the music. Is <laughs> it's Gerald Glass. We come right back at you here for Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every day. Every day for you right there on Facebook, plus twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there that's all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that magical five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe. That's right. Subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. Each and every time out, whether it's NBA Observations. Lakers snack pack, Lakers history 101, do you know your Lakers trivia and more, including our world famous Lakers post game wrap ups. There's no better place to go than right here at the Lakers fast break. And if you subscribe today, you'll get the latest notifications on when each of our shows go on the air. So thank you for joining us and thank you for subscribing in advance right here at the Lakers fast break. Plus, our good friends at LakersBall.com, go ahead and check out Ox1947. You know, there's still a euphoria going on at lakersball.com over awesome game and performance in the clutch last night by lebron james so check out what they're saying today at lakersball.com plus if you really want to help joe soro out and no don't come down looking to fight joe soro that's not the way you're supposed to do it go to Sinblades, Sinblades with the y.com and buy from Joe Soro instead of trying to beat up Joe Soro. You know, that was last night. So now you should buy a new lawn today from Simblades, Simblades with the Y.com. Plus, also every Friday, including this Friday, Magic Man in the Morning. It is Magic Man in the Morning as he goes ahead and gives you his thoughts with the morning coffee on what's going on in the NBA and the Lakers. Go ahead and check it out on the Lakers Fast Break channel there will be a substitute this friday but there still will be a magic man in the morning plus our good friends john mccallion on his youtube channel he dropped a video today so go check it out like and subscribe after you watch this one also our good friends lakerholics.com the number one lakers blogger that's out there laker tom and our good friend jamie sweet who's been fishing it that's with the ph yes the band fishing it lately because he's been checking out their latest concert tour Go ahead and check out what they're doing today at Lakerholics.com. Plus, a good friend, Stone Hansen. Big shout out to you, my friend. Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Go ahead and support it today for your latest news and notes on the NBA Draft. And if you could do all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, NBA Observations is here for a Tuesday night. And I'll tell you, three, not one. Not two, but three elimination games as three team seasons were on the line. And I thought personally that with all of those home games for the leading team, I thought it was going to be three routes and three goodbyes really easily. But I'll tell you what, all three underdogs came out with some heart today, including not my friends, not your friends here at Lakerlands, but still the Paul George and Kawhi leonard Clippers, who were down by as much as 20 late in the third quarter and still came back to make that game very, very close. But unfortunately, they couldn't get it done for them as their season ends. So it's 1-2-3 Cancun for them as they lose to the Phoenix Suns, who advance on to the next round, 136-130. to The Denver Nuggets at home 
behind most of the game to the Minnesota Timberwolves did pull it out themselves in the final minute, 112 to 109 with a last uh, few second free throws by none other than Nikola Jokic. And then last but not least, also coming down to the wire as well in three exciting games. This has been a really good playoffs overall, I think, in my opinion. And it just, the Atlanta-Boston game is no doubt about it either because it was a great, great finish indeed with Boston up by one. But leave it up to Trey Young to bring it home with a 28-foot three-pointer right there with 1.8 seconds left as they stay alive as they head back to Atlanta with a 119-117 victory. And here today to talk about what's going on with the NBA, plus, of course, a preview for tomorrow's very important Game 5. Good man indeed. You've got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com, plus also as well his awesome company, Stimblades, Stimblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Soro and Joe, great to have you here, my friend. You know what? I, I will give it up to all three teams. They all that are that law, you know, that uh, are had their seasons on the line. They all came out with heart. And even when they were all, all three of them were down double digits at some point in time in those games, especially the Atlanta Hawks and the Clippers, both of those teams really made it back. But, it, you know, in the case of one, they did it and they move on to another game. And in the other case, in case the Clippers, it's one, two, three Cancun for them. I, I concur with this sentiment from Search and Destroy in our panel here about I actually found myself feeling bad for the Clippers towards the end of the game. A little bit, a little Because bit. they were playing very, very well, and Ty Lu coached very well uh, all season. And they were missing two two very big weapons. And I I don't know if Phoenix still wins the series or not. A little bit of me tells me if you have a healthy Kawhi and a Paul George, I think the Clippers beat Phoenix, but we're never going to know. In the end, uh, the curse of the Clippers uh, will, clips will continue. Clip. Yeah, clips are going to clip, whether it's indirect or direct. It's just what it is. It's 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 science. Uh, and I'll I'll leave that at that. Otherwise, I'm going to sound like a sour grape type. And I, I honestly, I really don't give two craps about Phoenix or the LA Clippers. I, I even had my kids asking me, like, well, Daddy, who, who do you want to win? I stood there. I, I was staring at the TV for like five seconds going, I don't really care. <laughs> my wife asked me the same thing. I just had it on in the front room, and I'm like, I, I don't really care either. It's just, and and the know, sad thing is, the sad thing today is I I had an abrupt change in schedule where I had to actually leave the house again while I was watching the Dodger game. Dodgers were down 7-3. They end up winning. Um, the Celtics were up, what, 13 with six minutes left? Yes, they were. And then I missed Trey Young's three. And so it's it's one of those things where all the good games, uh, I watched the tail end of the Minnesota-Denver game at least. I was on my phone in the car. Uh, Jokic missed a free throw to give him a shot at a three. And uh, Ant- Ant-Man was just a, a couple inches too far on that shot. Otherwise, it would have swooshed. Uh, very, very interesting sports day. I, I'd say it was pretty, pretty exciting if I had a chance to actually watch 
uh, the shows or the or the games. But again, uh, duty calls throughout the day. But I, I do agree that the, the the games have been exciting. I, I think the games have been pretty competitive. We haven't seen really. I was I was anticipating the Celtics blowing out Atlanta after the first two games. But Atlanta's battling back. Atlanta's showing some heart. And Trey Young is kind of discombobulated as he is during the regular season with the coaches and just overall kind of setup of the team. Boy, does he show up in the playoffs. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be watching that series. I'm, I'm kind of now, now that they're going back to Atlanta, that's going to be an interesting game. Do they the win it? The pressure's all on the Celtics now. But do they have pressure? Yes. Do they, they do. feel the pressure, or do they just say, "Eh, he got lucky with a shot. We'll, we'll, we'll whoop him in, in Atlanta." Well, like for whatever reason, this team gives the Celtics problems. They give them problems during KG and uh, Doc's era, and they can't they gave, be happy about giving up a thirteen. They gave them problems during Bird. That, that doesn't mean anything anymore. Uh, but there, there's a real rivalry here. The Hawks just have never gotten over the Celtics yet. They, it, that just has not happened yet. Dominic, oh, went, uh, he dropped 56 yeah, or something that, in the That garden? duel was like if 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 uh, anybody has an afternoon where, you know, they've got three or four free hours and you want to watch, like Gerald was saying, a fantastic basketball game where Dominique Wilkins duels against Larry Bird, it's a top 10. That game was NBA hilarious. History. I, Cliff Livingston, uh, uh, some of you who've watched the NBA last 30 years will remember Cliff Livingston was a, a, a role player for the for the Bulls. But before then, Hawks. he was a he was a Hawk. And there's footage <laughs> of, of Bird making these impossible shots. And Cliff's like, <laughs> while while Bird's hitting the shot, not Dominique Bird, <laughs> and they, I think they got fined. I heard they got fined for it. I'm like, I kind of don't know how to react to that. Like, I, I could see why management would be mad. They're like, "What the hell are you doing cheering for the other team?" And then at the same time, you're like, "Dude, they've never seen." Look, those of you who didn't watch Bird play back in the '80s, I saw the tail end of it, but I saw enough to remember a little. Larry Bird is the is like Dan Marino of that era. What does that mean? Dan Marino was doing things that quarterbacks now do. He was doing it in the 80s. So all these Steph Curry, like, where did that shot come from? Larry Bird was like 40 years ahead of all these guys. That's why he's Larry Legend. So all these shots and all these just – ridiculous you know skill sets were were that you see today even though he wasn't athletic he he was he was an anomaly at, the, at that time he, no one really played like him so it's not a surprise that they that they uh that it was a, it was even more of a surprise back then and how, how he played because really no one else played like him uh i think isaiah thomas's mother said that something about his jump shot he said it was the shot of death Something like that. It was like the the jump shot of death. That's what it was. The the, uh, so, the yeah. And yeah. Joe, the issue the issue like you were saying, Trey's like this is playoff Trey now. This is this is playoff Trey. So 
You've given him one game, and now you've given him a gift of another one. And like Gerald was saying, at some point, you'd have to expect the Hawks role players to probably get at least one. So they're due. Gerald, if the Hawks really pull it out and force a game seven, what do you think the mindset is with the Celtics going back? I still don't think they'll panic. I, I think, yeah, they, yeah. I think they've always got that in their back pocket. You know, they got they they got careless. They lifted their foot off the gas. They were up by thirteen halfway through the fourth quarter, and they blew it. They know they blew it. Again, I, I, they might even finish it out in Atlanta. You know, those those wings are really strong. Tatum and Brown are really just two guys that are really hard to go ahead and defend against. So. They cause nightmare matchups for everyone out there. I think the mm-hmm. Atlanta Hawks have been trying to do the best they can with the personnel that they have. And uh, to get two wins off of Boston, I think, was really a surprise for me. But you know what? That's, it, you know, more power to them. If they take another one, I still don't think, it. you know, that they could win again in Boston. But we'll see. Uh, the other two games, though, again, all these games are really – this first round has had some real doozies between the Kings – and the Warriors, of course, the Lakers and the Grizzlies. We've seen some good close games. Even in the Brooklyn-Philadelphia series, the games in Brooklyn were right down to the wire as well. So I will say, again, this has been a great first round of playoffs. Uh, also here today is a good man indeed. It is the madman from Toronto, the guy who just can't get out of Toronto traffic unless it's for some other reasons, which we will not go into on today's program. It is the magic man himself, Sean Grice. And Magic, great to have you here, my friend. I want to ask you, in the game, of course, you got the Hawks trade jersey on and, and everything's great. And it's so funny because Adam says, I thought the Lakers should have picked up Trey Young. Uh, he came out fifth that year, I think, in the Luka draft, I'm sure. And then uh, I don't know how we would have been able to pick him up, but I yeah. guess... Uh, Hindsight's twenty twenty on that one. Defensively, he still is, uh, you know, de- very deficient on that end. But you can see when he's got his attitude right and his mindset right, he can really do some damage. Yes, Gerald, absolutely. You know, not 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 in the same mold, obviously. But looking at his defensive limitations, you're you're trying to build a team with a superstar who's just a virtuoso offensive player and very limited defensively. So in that mold, you're basically looking at like an Allen Iverson. So when Larry Brown and the Sixers were developing a team around him, they put him uh, with a big, and uh, they made sure that he had a lot of length on the wings. Um, And like you've said, Gerald, Atlanta has tried to surround him with that type of uh, personnel. Now, obviously not to the skill set that the Sixers were. That team went to a finals. But um, they're trying to put as much support around him as possible, Gerald. He would be killer on Milwaukee. Oh, wow. Would he ever? Would he ever? Yeah. You know, that team's likely winning, you know, 65-plus games a year and, you know, probably getting to final after final if he was on a team like that. Um, but alas, he drew the Celtics. And like you said, Joe, it, it, it's conceivable. The Celtics just, uh, wrap this uh, thing up. Um, I will say this though, 
if Atlanta comes out and really starts scorching uh, Boston from deep and uh, is able to get dribble penetration, they might get spooked a little bit, Gerald. They, they might. I, I agree with you. I think eventually the wings are just superior and they'll just likely be, be able to take over and, um, and just surround them on the perimeter and, and collapse and clamp them down. But you never know. Atlanta could put a scare into them. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. So, again, Richard is back after a, an extended absence. Glad to see him back. Appreciate it. He said something about you owning up to a bet that said if the Lakers made the playoffs, you would be uh, getting some breakfast for dinner. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, I'll leave it up to uh, the chat room to uh, come up with the uh, the menu, so to speak. So, uh, I'm open to suggestions. I have no allergies. So, by all means, if anybody wants to suggest what I should have, let's okay. do it. All right. That's fair enough. I was thinking some huevos rancheros for some oh, reason. I haven't had I, that in a long yeah, time. Yeah, that would be nice right now. That's just so a Gerald right sucking an egg, huh? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Once again, it is NBA Observations. It is Joe Sorrell, Mr. Funny Man himself, and also Sean Grice, the magic man indeed. You know, a, a series that went under the radar because it was pretty much essentially done after games, but they did come out with a last second hope for Anthony Edwards to try and hit that shot. You mentioned earlier, Joe, when it comes to what you're seeing with Denver and Minnesota, you saw that that series finish. Minnesota gave them a little bit of trouble in the final two games. Your thoughts, though, on Denver as they move on to the second round, you're now keeping a closer eye on Denver and Phoenix. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I still think Phoenix is going to win it if Durant is Durant. However, uh, a debilitated Clippers team scared Phoenix a little bit in a few of these games. Now, I know sometimes the effort might not be all there, thinking, oh, well, you know, they're they're down. I know that, that happens. Uh, I'd say within a couple games, you'll probably get an idea of how that series will go. I'm, I'm anticipating Durant kind of going off here uh, against Denver, knowing that you can't really be laxed with that team. I, I'm, I'm going to probably go with Phoenix beating Denver uh, at the moment. And then how things play out the rest of the way will be, we'll have to wait and see how that, that goes. I, I, so why are you leaning that way? Let me ask you that. Why are you leaning? Uh, that way? Because the same reason why LeBron James uh, won the game last night. Durant is a, of the same ilk. When it's playoff time, those guys seem to show up, and I, I, I you're not going to have to depend on Chris Paul, who seems to 
get worse as the playoffs go. And then Devin Booker has a issue with focus when he's flustered. And DeAndre Ayton isn't that type of player anyway. So now you have Kevin Durant, who's had that experience, who's been in these deep runs and been able to come through. And I'm I'm, I'm going with the guy that that can that's capable of winning a game by himself in a lot of cases. Uh, that's just what my feeling is. Uh, if Denver ends up playing good team basketball and I guess showing what they were showing beginning of the first half of the season, then yeah, it'd probably be a little easier for them to to win the series. But and and I picked Denver to go all the way, but I also didn't know Durant was going to be in Phoenix at the beginning of the season. So it's easy for me to stick with my pick, but there's too many working parts now that are starting to get put together here, not only with the Lakers kind of coming up and then Golden State doing, you know, not just Durant tonight, or or I should say Durant in the next series, but look what Steph Curry did. Look what LeBron did. These guys don't win. They don't win these games if they don't go LeBron and Steph Curry. They don't win these games. This is prime time. This is when the super superstars make their mark. I don't see how it's going to be any different with Kevin Durant as long as he's a healthy guy. Uh, that's that's kind of what I'm going to be looking at there. And the last game for the evening was the Clippers and Sunshine. Uh, Richard says, Cl- Gerald, Clippers doing a good job running LA with their not winning a title yet, LOL. They still don't new- move into the new arena for another couple seasons. You know, I had said at the beginning of the season, while – Joe said he thought Denver would go all the way. I said, if the Clippers weren't going to win now, they're never going to win. And I'm now holding to that fact is that now that they've gone and sung one, two, three Cancun, I think it's time to say, you know what? I think the curse, the Clippers is real. And this current formation of PG and Kawhi, whatever rounded and well thought out roster you think you have going the season the curse of the Clippers is just too strong. Too strong. There's there's way too much uh, history mixed in with that juju now to uh, have the uh, have the um, formula changed. The formula is the same with them. We've been talking about it since the since the dawn of time, basically, with this team in LA and. Um, they just find a new way, Gerald. It's just, it it they they seem to have a collection of very good players, but it just never comes together. No, it it never comes together. Um, you, you see, they you made see the conference finals once, once, I yes, once, yes, and uh, they didn't last too long. That series wasn't a long one. Yeah, it's um, just uh, it wasn't it because Kawhi was injured there as well. Yes, it was. And you know it, it, it's kind of funny. And again, we're we're really trying to uh, kind of change this slant about. Uh, and I'll bring it back to the Lakers. Anthony Davis, um, you know, since 2019, after the title, Anthony Davis has played in more playoff games than Kawhi Leonard has, and that's just a fact. He's also won uh, as many championships, championships as, he has. as Kawhi. Yes. But yet the the narrative still remains that somehow Anthony is street clothes, but yet Kawhi and PG always invariably Gerald end up getting a pass. They but Adam, Adam, I think says it best pass. 
Well, Adam, I think says it best, and I'm not sure he realizes that, but he said Kawhi and Paul would have changed that series. Phoenix might be vulnerable. Would have. If Kawhi, if how Kawhi, many years can we say would have? Go ahead, Jeff. If Kawhi would have stayed in Toronto one more year, I believe they would have been in the finals in 2020 with the Lakers against the Lakers. They were going to be able. They to were run really it good. Back. They they made it to the second round in that with that with without Kawhi yeah. that year. I, I I truly believe that. I, I still think the Lakers would have beat Toronto in the finals, but it would have. He, he <laughs> I, towards the end, I kind of knew he wasn't going to stay in Toronto, but especially after winning the championship. But in 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 the in the long run, he probably should have stayed there. Uh, at least he would have made the finals again the following year, and and. Not have to worry about because also Gerald, you and Joe know this better than me, and I'm not sure if any of our uh, uh, fellow uh, panelists in the the chat are business owners as well. You know that Kawhi isn't really marketable, Gerald. He, you have to basically. Well, um, he does advertisements. He does commercials. Yeah, but he's not very. He's not a marketable guy, though, Gerald. He's not very affable. He's not very outgoing, uh, extroverted. It, it's kind of pulling teeth to to market him. And and I think that's a problem as well with the Clippers. I think I think they have an issue with Paul George as well. Um, Paul George is a great basketball player uh, when he's healthy, but he hasn't been healthy. And, you know, in the offseason, um, you know, he likes to fish. So, like the the Clippers really don't have have marketable stars either. It 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 it's so like Nick Nick Molina was was um, uh, hypothesizing that perhaps the Clippers will blow it up. I don't think they're gonna do that. I think they're go- just going to wait until uh, both another guys season. Yes. another to wait for them to help you. How many years is this going on? Yeah, exactly. You, you know, waiting to exhale, waiting for the Clippers to be healthy. And you know why I might disagree with you on that is, you know, two things, the new CBA and the salary cap and issues, because the, the new CBA is targeted at the Clippers and the Warriors, Joe and Sean, you know, Joe, the widows as well, that, that these teams, are going to be on the hit list and you know they're going to be you think they were taxed before joe they're going to be taxed even more if they try to keep that team together it's just Kawhi's legs are done i think paul george's injury was a kind of a freak injury i don't really blame him for not being there as it happens but Kawhi has debilitating knees and it's just getting it's going to get worse and worse every every year uh, i don't know if you can necessarily trade him if you blow it up you'd have to blow it up completely which do you blow it up or you maybe just hope that the 10 percent chance that you'll get Kawhi healthy by the end of next year maybe you'll have a shot that's 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 pretty much what they're probably going to have to do the sad part about this for the clippers is they traded a superstar for this uh, Kawhi George potential dynasty. <laughs> yep. And look at him now in Oklahoma City. And now you have to look back in probably two years going, Jesus, what the hell did we do? Why didn't we just wait a little? But 
that's hindsight's 2020. They probably thought they'd get to a finals at least with those guys. They had their chance in 2020. They had a chance to have one of the more epic Western Conference finals, LA versus LA. I was looking forward to it. Magic jinxed it and, and ended up going the other way, but uh, it's your problem. You, you, you've beaten the Lakers in the regular season extensively, but the Lakers still have more championships than you in the last 11 years, 12 years, 13 years. Why is that? What's the, what are you doing over there? I don't know. Well, once again, it's NBA observations. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching and listening. It is the Lakers fast break. So we have one part of the Western Conference second round already set with the Suns and Denver Nuggets going at it starting this weekend. We also still have the other part of that equation still yet to be done, still yet to be determined as we have a game five coming up on Wednesday for both the Clippers, excuse me, both the Warriors and the Kings, and also as well, the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Those two teams are going into game five, looking really, really, uh, in the case of the, the Kings, we're very nervous about the status of, of what's going on with De'Aaron Fox. And then you have the Lakers going into Memphis. Your thoughts on this, Sean, when it comes to you first, my friend, previewing tomorrow's action, a lot of people are just counting out the Lakers already. They're saying, Oh, they're going to just go through the motions, get beat by 20, and just try to win it at home on Friday. Your thoughts on this, my friend? Is there any doubt in your mind about how the Lakers will play on Wednesday? Uh, yeah, Gerald. Um, there's an old saying, right? Don't get too close to uh, fire. So uh, I don't think they should, they should play around here. Um, people are saying, you know, just – Gonna go through the motions on on Wednesday, and uh, see how it goes, and live with the results. No, 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 no. You wanna try and close them out as soon as possible. Any opportunity to be a Venus flytrap here and just shut the door, take it. Cause I think Gerald, they're go I think they're going to leave the cracks open. I expect them to be. Uh, a hostile barn and the crowd to be jacked up. But I think a lot of them in that locker room are a little fragile. And I think you can take care of that fragility by just pounding them into submission in, in the pain again, like they did in, in game three. I think there's a similar formula that can be had there. Now, I don't expect Memphis to uh, shoot as badly as they have from the three the past couple games. And obviously they're going to have the favorable whistles because they're at home. But I think if, if the Lakers can, can hold the paint and uh, withstand a run or two, I think they can just finish them off in five, Gerald. I, I think it's going to be difficult. I really do. But I also think that they can make a game of it if they just stick to the formula. Now, if they if they dick around and, you know, they're just tiptoeing through the tulips, like uh, the Tiny Tim song, um, then I think it's going to be, yes, like you said, Gerald, the 20 to 25 point um, ass whooping. But I don't expect the Lakers to come out passive aggressive or underestimating the the danger of uh, a wounded Memphis team. 
one of the things though i do want to ask you joe thank you sean for that that great insight and one of the things i want to ask you joe is you've heard from sean his thoughts i'm thinking if the lakers can at least keep it close you talk about the mental fragility of the memphis grizzlies as they're all talk and a lot of this case they've not been able to back it up i think if the lakers can keep it close in the second half my friend i think the lakers can ultimately go ahead and maybe sneak one out the thing is though can they keep it close until the second half when it starts to pray in it starts to seep in with memphis that hey maybe it's just not our time i believe this game is going to tell you a lot about what the future current future of the lakers are capable of if they get blown out in this game they kind of uh, connect with the prediction at the moment. They kind of solidify who they've been during the year. Because that's where it's leaning here in Vegas. I'm going to tell you that. I was checking yeah. around today. If they come out and blow them out in game five, to me, that means the Lakers are are not who they were during the regular season anymore. They have, you know, they have, they've switched. Remember I told you guys about the switch? There's only one team I've ever seen that switched. It would, it would, it, you'd start to get that knob going up now a little bit. It would tell me a lot about the chances of the Lakers making a run, a serious run at a championship. If because one, one thing about this series that that that's plain and clear, Gerald, is that because their half-court offense is so terrible, they're so reliant on Desmond Bain to get them easy points. And, um, Gerald, we all respect Desmond Bain as a player, but if he plays more than, I'd say, 30 minutes, he's not the, the type of efficient player he normally is, Gerald. And I think that's what we're seeing um, he has to take a lot of shots in order to keep Memphis in the game. Jaw had to do that the previous game. I think they're just so limited now offensively that if you can take advantage of it, um, I, I just don't think they have the firepower to withstand uh, any any team in the West right now. The thing is, though, as I ask you this, Sean, you know my old saying, this team this season has not been able to stand prosperity. It is now up three to one. Is it time for them to now stand prosperity and get a win in Memphis? I would say so. Yeah, I, I, Gerald, I would, I would have the attitude. This thing is being closed out tonight, and we're going to watch uh, Sacramento and Golden because State because it is tonight for you. Right yes, now. yes, Just it is. Right yes, and we're going to watch Golden State and Sacramento fight it out to a game seven. That's what I think would would uh, pretend to the Lakers. Uh, like Joe was saying, like if they just blow them out of the water and just pop them, they're ascending. And, and I don't think it matters who we play in the second round. I don't really care, as a matter of fact. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, 
opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. The thing although I want to ask Joe is something he actually answered earlier in the show when it comes to uh, what the fans out there are thinking. This is something that has been mentioned 900 million times, Joe, and that is why hasn't Lonnie Walker or and or Mo Bamba gotten any burn off the bench in this series or for the matter in the past two weeks? Since uh, Mo Bamba came back late in the season, he's not gotten much run. And of course, everybody knows outside of like one appearance here or there, you know, in garbage time, Lonnie Walker has also been invisible. Something that I think has uh, made a lot of fans upset because of the fact that they have not been able to find that eighth player in the rotation that's consistent. Troy Brown Jr. gave them some decent minutes yesterday, especially on the defensive end but they've not been able offensively to find that eighth guy to help them out. That I, I believe Darvin Ham feels that Beasley's due. He's been due for a while and he hasn't He's shown overdue. up. <laughs> He's really overdue. I believe Beasley plays a little bit better defense than, than Lonnie Walker. At that point, you might as well just. He's just stronger. He's yeah. just a little bit bigger and stronger than, yeah. than Lonnie Walker. Uh, Mo Bamba, we've gone through that a few times. Mo Bamba's lateral movement and, and, and motor is just not going to work in a series like this. There's too much beasts, too many beasts on this team and too many guys that can get around and actually be athletic. This is. This is the best defense I've seen uh, this season. This team is very well coached on the defensive end. And I, I'm i I'm more in the thought of let's just get out of this series. And I, we're not going to have to deal with a bulldog defense like this again for the rest of the playoff run, whatever it is. Denver doesn't play defense like this. Golden State doesn't play like this. Sacramento definitely doesn't. Phoenix I mean, uh, I just – I don't know. I don't even think the Celtics play defense like this either. So it's it's kind of like you you get that conditioning from this rough and tough, and then you're going to – it's going to naturally help you in the next series should you get past this going, oof, we don't have to bump and grind as much in this one. At least we're going to have a little bit of breathing room to do what we want to do, and then we're just going to keep doing what we do on defense – uh, and be able to at least save some some energy. I think that's what really has been kind of back and forth with AD. I, I, everybody keeps harping on AD's kind of Jekyll and Hyde performances. I just think a lot of it, it has to do with the fact that there are adjustments being made. There are There is more attention to him in certain spots, and he's not able to be as effective. I think – just like when we when we got mad at Powell for not being Shaq, you know, when you when you have Shaq, you have these guys, Wilt and all these big men who are aggressive and dominant, and then you have big men that come after them that aren't like that, that are more maybe finesse. We tend to look at those guys as soft. I never thought Powell was soft, even in the 08 finals. I thought we really missed out not having Bynum in that series, and I believe still to this day, if Bynum was healthy, we would have won that series. Um, Anthony Davis is not a 
back you into the corner and dunk all over your your rear end game, play in and play out. It's just not his game. But, you know, he does – he is probably in a position now where he's had a bad game and he usually has a really good game after that. But this – it's hard to predict any of this. We have won every game John Moran has p- played and we've lost the one game he didn't. In reality, they should have swept Memphis at this point. They really should have. They should have won game two. They didn't. So now we have to wait to see if they can make up for it in game five, which if they win this game, I said a blowout would would make me think for sure that this team is on a mission. If it's a close game and they still win, it's still kind of the same thing. It's just, you know, it's going to be more of a, well, we we were able to pull it off at the end. But a blowout would would show, man, the Lakers are going to be a problem. So, so let's say, let's just put this on the line. If the Lakers win tomorrow by over 20, what do you and I have to do for our audience out there? I'm not doing anything. I've done enough this year. Okay. All right. Sorry. No, sorry. I, was gonna, I thought we were going to go in on something together. No, right? no, okay. no. I'm not doing that. You're no. eating breakfast for dinner. I got Sean, way so. too much... I got way too much going on. I don't have time. That that Buffalo challenge was I mean, it, when you want good quality stuff, it, it it takes time to prepare. This is not a <laughs> If you want things to work well, you don't want you don't want to half ass it. You know, I had a guy there with cameras and I still have to get this stuff set up so I can send it over to you guys so you guys can see it. But uh it's it, you know, it was perfect timing. They cooked I, I mean, the Wings were so delicious. It, it made the heat uh, tolerable. <laughs> That's, I mean, I seriously, I talked to the, to the manager. I said, dude, I don't know what you guys did. I've eaten here before. I enjoy the wings. Actually, there was a little lull after Arby's bought them out, and I think they fixed the problem. I think they kind of went cheap on the wings. And I didn't, I wasn't eating there for like two, three years. And they, I think somebody caught on and said, Hey, we got to bring back the old wings, man. We're getting slaughtered by all the reviews. <laughs> These wings were really good. I mean, they were really good. And I, but I, it was a task. I had to prepare and I have, my phone does not stop ringing. In other words, Joe, day. Joe says he has to do a lot of schlepping in order yes. to, to make I got to schlep work. all over the place to prepare for this stuff. I, I, this is life that you want something good. You want something with some value. You have to prepare guys. This isn't a joke. If I, I could have just been a, a schlepper and just went there with my phone. Right. And said, all right, guys, I'm going to eat it. No, man. I, I had to set it there. I had a guy that did the camera in case something happened with the, with the internet on my phone. And now I have this guy backing me up guys. This is a production. You know, I have to have, direct connection to my computer here so that I don't run into this Wi-Fi crap. I have to make sure my computer's getting juice in it. I have to make sure my headset works. Otherwise, what kind of what kind of person am I going to come How am I going to come off in here? Look at the camera. You know, the camera, I paid a good amount of money for this camera so I can listen while you guys listen. Get it? Listen while you listen. <laughs> you, know, you know what, Eduardo? I... I... I think that uh, Milwaukee will win game five, but what we saw from uh, Jimmy Butler uh, the other night, um, I don't think he's going to be able to duplicate that kind of uh, efficiency, Gerald, but 
He's more than capable of finishing off the Bucks. I, I I don't see the Bucks coming down from three one, and and winning this series. Okay, I uh, kind of disagree. I think if Giannis is anywhere near healthy, I know that back's killing him. Uh, I think they definitely have a chance to go ahead and and win the next three out. I think that Giannis has to start guarding. This is something we've talked about over the years with Giannis. Giannis is a great help defender, but he always likes to be a help defender, or he's always told to be a help defender. Whenever he doesn't play the man, the superstar that he's supposed to be playing, that we perceive he's playing, they have issues. And the the fact that he's not predominantly on Butler, I think is a key mistake by Budenholzer, and part of the reason why they're down 3-1. Yeah, I agree, Gerald. Uh, that's that would be the primary solution for me. Uh, I'm with in agreement with you there. Put him on Jimmy, and let's just go down with the ship. If he, he beats Giannis, he beats Giannis. That's just playoff Jimmy. But if you're not gonna put your best perimeter defender on him, I agree, Gerald. What are you thinking, bud? You, you're smarter than that. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens. Tomorrow is a loaded, loaded I, Wednesday. Very loaded Wednesday. Probably one of the best NBA Wednesdays in a long, long time. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, Gerald, I was just going to say, um, as far as the Denver and Phoenix series, uh, I think the longer that series goes, the more it favors Denver. Denver's just a deeper team. And I think with their front court of uh, uh, the Joker – Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. Gerald, who basically finished off the Wolves this whole series in the fourth quarter. I don't think the Suns have the front court to uh, to match them. You have DeAndre Ayton, and then after him, you have Bismack Biombo and Jake Lendell. And I don't think they have the um, Jock Lendale. Jock Lendale, excuse me. I don't think they those guys have the requisite skills to handle that front court. So Joe is picking the Suns in the next round, and Sean is picking Denver. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. I might be leaning Denver, personally. I just think Denver has a very talented roster. And if Murray is playing lights out like he did in the previous series where he had actually a 47-point game, if he could shoot like that, that's that's trouble for any team, along with Jokic, along with the MPJ, along with Gordon, along with KCP. You know, they've got a nice and very talented five, one of the best and most talented fives in the league. And that, I think, matches up better for them because their depth is bad. And, uh, well, actually, their depth past Bruce Brown is a very iffy. But then again, so is the Suns. So we'll see what happens there. It's going to be basically starters versus starters for most of that series. So very interesting to see how that plays out. But, it is NBA observations, guys. Again, tomorrow it is the Lakers going to Memphis. Uh, any last thoughts uh, before we head on out, Joe, Sean? No, I'm good. Well, Jordan, uh, that's it. Again, we'll probably come up something down the line, but uh, I don't blame Joe at all. No worries to Joe. Joe, Joe's been a very busy guy, so absolutely. We've we've done he's done enough challenges he's done enough challenges uh, for one season so we've got. How about you do a here. challenge, buddy? Yeah, you do a challenge, Jordan. There you go, Mister Excuses. Jordan. When the hell did I make excuses? I do what I say. Excuses. 
Yes, Jordan, you you do a challenge and then you film it if the Lakers win tomorrow. How about that? There you go. What do you want me to do? Right. Wear the opposing team's jersey if I lose? That lame, cliched uh, time Mayor, mayoral douchebag. Yeah, I, I, I had a people. I had a couple people a few years back. Hey, why don't you wear a Celtic shirt if if you lose? I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. That's dumb. I'll tell you, Jordan, pick any challenge you want. If you want to go ahead and do it, if the Lakers win tomorrow by over 20. How about this? Lakers win, you stand on your head, take a picture while you're doing it. How about that? Fair enough. Jesus. Fair enough. (laughs) Freaking guys. Run naked in the rain. What? What what other challenge do you want? You know what? Drive to start. Streaking. Yeah, start driving down the highway. And then uh, open up the. Uh... No, no, don't kill. No. <laughs> you ever, you ever no, tried running not, naked? Nothing we would be sued over. No, we are not condoning that. Would, would, not. would Gary Busey say it entourage? Imagine running naked through a cornfield backwards at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, on that note, note that we are not at the Lakers fast break condoning anyone doing any or necessitating anyone. The best doing part about that, that episode was Ari destroying uh, the sculpture. Jordan, Weinstein. you're not required to do anything at all. You're just you follow us. He sits there. Just, he, he threatens the crap out of him, takes his drink that. out of his hand, drinks. Oh, that's Dude, awful. <laughs> it probably was awful. <laughs> Jordan, you're just going ahead and hanging out with us is just the best thing you could do. That yeah, Jordan, hang out with us and then you do challenges now. We've done enough challenges. No, no, we don't. You don't. You, you're, By the way, would you ate, that's up you, to you. Did you I, eat again, something, Gerald? Huh? Did you eat that whatever it is that you did? Were you, I, I don't even remember. Didn't no, you I say didn't you were going to do something that day that I uh, did my challenge, uh, I, fulfilled the challenge? I did eat some wings with hot sauce, yeah. Oh, in your, in your room? Yeah. Oh, that's... You. That's terrible. Uh, you know, somebody's got to host the show. I can, anybody can eat wings in their house. Yeah. <laughs> How do we know it's hot? All right. I'll I, I tell you what. If the Lakers win the world championship, I will go ahead and put some more wings on the air, and I'll put some hot sauce on the air. So <sighs> just for you. If the Lakers win the championship. This year. There you go. All right. I and I'll own up one. to the bet. And it's on tape. It's on camera. It's on film it's on youtube or whatever you want to say i old school saying it on film on tape there so you know what it's on youtube so there you go i said it if the lakers win a championship this year i'll have some hot wings with some really hot sauce and we need something more original i'm sorry I'm, that's unacceptable well that's you know that's the best i can do on short notice that's off the top of my you know head. how about how about you, you know what i'll to, do okay how about you fly to toronto and video while being in traffic oh uh no, I'll let Sean uh, do oh, that. You know what? I just got a brilliant. Uh, wow, I'm glad this conversation took place because I just. I could do Vancouver, I, but I can't. I just do have that. a brilliant idea now. All there right? ain't no cans. So if the if the Lakers do win the championship, Gerald, there will be a. I plan a big bonanza. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, we gotta do more. Gonna, you know, people I'm ask gonna, us all the I'm time gonna, for cooking ideas, I'm gonna, and cooking videos. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna skydive, and uh, we're gonna have a banner that says "Number 18, Suck in Boston." Okay, so he said so, that's a good one. 
That's a good one. Okay, so you gotta so, skydive so, and have a sign that yeah, says eighteen. Yeah, we got. I got, okay. but we got. I gotta make sure that the banner is big enough and strong enough for that. Okay. Uh, but yes, okay. the, I, I just got it. So yeah, if the Lakers, okay. if this happens, this is happening. Okay, so if the Lakers win this season, is that correct? Okay, all right, there you go. That's a good one. I'll just eat some wings with hot sauce, and you can fly out of an airplane. God, that would be <laughs> epic, wouldn't it? Yes, that would be epic indeed. Just, we got to get it on camera, though. Yes, we got to get it go. Oh my God! It would, like we would go viral. Like yeah, no, yeah that no, would be viral. There's yeah, no absolutely. question about that. I'd like All to see right. uh, Laker Nation do something like that. Yeah, well, getting them to get out of their room is hard <laughs> well, enough. Well, yeah. Joe, we got like if if this is going down, then you better get the the banner ready because uh, I'd be ready to go. Let's get to uh, the final uh, first, buddy. Let's get I'll, to the final. No, 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 no. We don't want to hear that, Gerald. <laughs> you win the championship, we'll, we'll we'll put it together. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, fair enough, indeed. But wait once again, it's it. Finals. Who's gonna Who's got time to wait? Just do your thing, man. It doesn't take that long to build a banner. My <laughs> gosh. Right, we don't so... have to do it. We don't have to do it. Four four minutes after the game is over. No, I'm talking about in advance. Like if the Lakers get to the finals, you at least talk to the guy as far as who's in Toronto who who makes banners and say, hey, "Can you make one that says the Lakers just won 18? Yeah. Suck at Boston. Yeah, How much does it. it cost? You know, you got to get plan it all out. Remember, you know, Canadian US. Yeah, it's a lot of schlepping too. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. I'll so I'll make the calls it. if he did, if he does. Yes. But the Lakers have to get to the finals first. Then you plan those things out. Mm. Okay, fair enough. But it is NBA Observations. Thank you so much for joining us. Tomorrow we're going to have probably a snack pack previewing game five. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. If you have any questions for us, always right here on YouTube below. Thank you so much, for Brian, for subscribing on the way out. We truly appreciate it. All the best to you. And glad you're going to go ahead and get the latest notifications when we go live on the air. Don't forget tomorrow night, game time. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Join the uncut version of Joe Sorrell and Sean Grice. And boy, was it a mature audience only on the last one. I'll just say that. <laughs> but if you want to go ahead and be part of the fun today, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. We're going to do a snack pack in the afternoon sometime, but we'll also have the best post game in town when it comes to the Lakers and the NBA. And that's going to be right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.